so we will have to wait for the court of law to give its judgment thank you very much thank you sir congratulations once again no very clearly pakistan still refusing to give consular access justice plays an important role i consider this tribunal a false tribunal and indictments false indictments such abhorrent crimes must not go unpunished proceedings will be long and complex all rise Hello, welcome to Asymmetrical Haircuts. My name is Hannah van der Werf, New Voices, and I'm here today with Janet Anderson and Stephanie van der Berg. And where are we? What are we doing here, Stephanie? Uh, we're in the lovely welcoming press room of the International Criminal Court, the ICC, and we're here because we really couldn't find any other place to meet in our busy schedules. Uh, but just to confuse you, we're not going to be talking about the ICC today, but we're going to talk about the ICJ, where Hannah and I were yesterday. So let's explain, to start with, the ICJ. That's the International Court of Justice, which most of our listeners will know is the place in The Hague situated at the Peace Palace, which has cases between countries. Is that the best way of describing it? Yes, I like to call it in my copy the top UN court that decides disputes between states. That's the standard line. I'm not going to lie. I was very thrown off when you phrased it as world court <laughs> yesterday. It's Me with an international justice background was very thrown off and slightly annoyed. It's like, it's not the world court, it's the UN court. <laughs> no, well, the way why we do that is because it's the shortest thing to show up in a headline. And because you can only have 50 characters for a headline, you're trying to find the shortest possible thing. And an abbreviation like ICJ doesn't really work. So the weird and wonderful world of uh, agency journalism trying to encapsulate some very, very complex things down into a short amount. So I understand, Hannah, that you were there as well yesterday. Yeah, I'd actually never been to the ICJ, all the, the class trips I never went on, which is, which is weird because it was featured very heavily when you do a degree in international justice. But no, never, never been. The fountain with, with uh, seals and um, polar bears was very, very endearing. That's one of my favourite bits. But what was your general impression from uh, from having to look at the end, essentially, of a case? Well, um, really, when you walk into the building, it's just it's just opulence. That's the one thing that really comes to mind. Um, but besides that, it felt quite normal. Really, I'd been to the to the ICC with Stephanie before, and it you know it's just people working. And I think when you keep in mind that people are just doing their jobs, it becomes less intimidating I guess. So what was it that you were both there for? It um, um, passed by me on Twitter that was something to do with India and Pakistan. Yeah it was India versus Pakistan uh, in a case where Pakistan had arrested um, an Indian national uh, who they then put on trial in the military court and, and basically convicted of being a spy and sentenced him to death and um, that got to the ICJ because he was not given consular assistance, which means that Indian diplomats did not have access to him in jail and couldn't help him during his trial. So I saw, because I always read um, stuff from Priya Pillai, who uh, blogs over at uh, Opinion No Juris, um, that it was about the Vienna Conventions, whether you're allowed to have consular access, and then the argument about whether somehow a deal over security meant that, that that overrode the Vienna Conventions. 
Yeah. Yeah, more or less. And and the court decided no, that deal, whether it's there or not, because that was also contested, if the deal was actually there and, and what it actually meant. Um, the, the court overrode all that and said the Vienna Conventions on Diplomatic Relations are ruling and they should have let somebody with this guy to help him out during the trial and you should review and reconsider the trial. But still, Pakistan viewed this as a as a success, which I think, you know, is very optimistic. <laughs> it, it, it is. I think what it shows is that this is kind of the, the kind of case we're seeing much more at the ICJ now, where it's very much um, the ICJ is being used for nationalist agenda or for for countries to promote themselves and, 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 and show that they're doing something about injustice that their enemies are doing and make it sound like the court could do a lot more than it actually does. Um, so India was making this about whether uh, this guy got a fair trial and was insisting that he should be released and the trial should be annulled. Um, and they didn't get that? No, I mean, and they were never really going to get that, if they were honest. But it just sounds so much better that India demands from the world court the release of this guy much more, sounds much better than India demands that the Indian ambassador gets to see this guy in prison. So this court uh, you're seeing is becoming a place for grandstanding for where international relations are also being played out rather than just a place that nobody takes any notice of. Countries really are using it. Yeah, I really see an increasing amount in that kind of cases. When I started following it in the early 2000s, I would be all alone in the press room and there would be a three-hour ruling in French about whether a rock was actually dry during the low tide, which meant it would be an island, which meant that you could have oil drilling rights, which was all very important. <laughs> Not the China Sea, please. No, it, was, it wasn't even the China Sea. I, I think that was somewhere around the Gulf. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It was somewhere around the Gulf. And, and I know a lot about what constitutes an island. A rock needs to be dry for a certain amount of hours. No, I, I won't bore you m- much more with that. But that, that was the kind of case we were seeing maybe two times a year. And now I'm at the ICJ, maybe not monthly, but at least bi-monthly, and met a lot of times for cases where they use some uh, UN convention that uh, gives the ICJ jurisdiction when you have a difference, but that actually stands for a larger conflict. So you have India-Pakistan tensions and uh, Pakistan saying that India is going into Pakistan and um, committing terrorist acts and India kind of alleging the same of Pakistan. And then they get to this Vienna convention and make that the center of their ICJ ruling. But then they can say, we took this difference to the highest court and they, they told us we were right or not. And <clears throat> we had the same with Russia, Ukraine. I mean, you're talking about places where people have very uh, strong views. And I imagine that something that involves India, Pakistan is going to get a load of attention from, um, for example, the press uh, in both India and Pakistan. Were you, uh, was it a mosh pit there in the press room? Yeah, actually, yesterday, right after the the so-called mosh pit, um, Stephanie and I um, grabbed the Zoom and we recorded something really quickly. So maybe we can play that now. This is a clear case of Indian state terrorism. I thank you all. The Attorney General will just add something. So yeah, Pakistan won the case today and Indian government have to be Let me. Patient, patient, patient. Unless, unless you are quiet, I will not be able to say anything. It's very important that you keep quiet, please. 
let me let me clarify this the commander kulbashan yadav remains in custody of pakistan this is a clear clear win for pakistan so what you just heard is at the icj usually after a ruling uh, people come out and give a statement and um, they can't give a statement inside because you can't record inside so they go on the steps of the peace palace and there is one person on the top of the steps and the stairs are filled with clamoring journalists shouting questions and in this case the press conference got really heated because the pakistan uh, attorney general was trying to make a statement and indian journalists were trying to ask questions or basically shout questions and uh, they were getting very angry at each other the other journalists because uh, they weren't letting the attorney general finish the statement so there was uh, more shouting from the journalists at each other then there was actually uh, shouting uh, statements. Well, I suppose at least it shows that international justice is alive and kicking. Um, so are we. We're actually spending time here at the ICC waiting for a decision in the Lubanga case, uh, which uh, I'm sure you'll be reporting on for Reuters later. Um, but we're also going to have some cake. What? Why are we having cake, Hannah? We're having slagroomtaart because uh, we are very proud um, that we survived the first two weeks <laughs> of asymmetrical haircuts. Um, but we're all going to go on holiday now, yeah? And uh, where are you off to? Well, I'm going to go to thesis writing land, so not so much on holiday, but, you know. Okay, I'm off to uh, Edinburgh a bit later next month uh, to go and watch some stand-up comedians. What about you? I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere in Serbia in a, in a house in a tiny village that we have a house at. So I'm going to lie in the grass and eat ice cream from the local shop. So next podcast is going to be um, a preview of what's coming up next. So we won't mention anything right now because they're going to keep secret all the wonderful jewels and the great people we've found to interview next time round. Yeah, and we wanted to thank everybody who gave us such nice uh, reactions on Twitter and who told other people to listen to us and, and, and download the podcast. And um, we also want to say that if you have something or you're doing some research or you have a thing that you want to say about the International Criminal Court or International Criminal Law and you really want to talk to us, let us know. Send us an email, send us a comment, and we'll contact you because we're always looking for guests to chat to. So see you after the summer. For sure. If you if you'll have me. <laughs> Bye. 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 This podcast was created and hosted by Janet Anderson and Stephanie van den Berg. Music was by Audionautics.com. Our website is asymmetricalhaircuts.com. You can also find us on Twitter. And please give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>